Welcome to Keystone Education Radio, the podcast for all things focused on education in Pennsylvania. Now here's your host, Annette Stevenson. The Professional Recyclers of Pennsylvania, or PROP, is an association of dedicated recycling professionals who work to ensure that recyclable materials are handled efficiently and are recycled as optimally as possible. PROP also works to educate Pennsylvanians on the ins and outs of recycling in the Commonwealth, and they do this through a variety of programs and tools. Some of those tools are used in our public schools. Here today to tell us more about the work and initiatives of the organization, PROP's Executive Director, Jennifer Summers, also Grant Program Manager, Shelley Dries, along with the Division Chief of Waste Minimization and Planning with Pennsylvania's Department of Environmental Protection, Larry Holly. Welcome each of you and thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having us, Annette. Absolutely. So let's start by a little context um, to find out a little bit more about your organization. So what does the Professional Recyclers of Pennsylvania do and for whom? Basically, the Professional Recyclers of Pennsylvania is an association of over 360 individuals and businesses representing both public and private sectors. Our members are involved in the management of residential and commercial recycling programs throughout Pennsylvania. For example, we have members who work for Republic, Waste Management, Penn Waste, uh, Solid Waste Authorities, Cities, Townships, Newman Paper Board, Westchester University, BEP, just to name a few. As you can see, there's, there's quite a good representation. And I'll just, I'll just clarify and say that, you know, while each of these individuals um, is enthusiastic about environmental protection, um, it's actually their, their job, you know, so that these, that's why the professional recyclers, as opposed to the hobby recyclers. That makes, that makes sense, Jennifer. Yeah, there's sometimes a distinction there. Um, But our members host uh, a number of projects. Uh, Their primary responsibility is to work with residences, commercial entities, haulers, and vendors to make sure that material that has been designated for recycling um, is collected cleanly, efficiently, and is marketable um, on the other end. Um, But as you can guess, uh, professionals in this role need both technical knowledge and basically the art of diplomacy. You know, they have to be able to work with with everybody and uh, negotiate different situations. So PROP provides a network of industry professionals that can help the beginner and the, you know, long time uh, professional to develop and improve their knowledge, um, you know, and to basically sustain a uh, successful recycling program in their region. Okay. Um, And so this is a statewide organization. In what ways do you educate the communities on the work that you do? So PROP answers any questions that come into the office, the PROP office via phone and email. Um, And we also work closely to assist our county and municipal coordinators if they receive a question from their community that maybe needs a little bit more further clarification and that maybe they don't have the exact answer to it, but um, that's pretty much what PROP does um, to educate the professionals mm-hmm. so that the professionals can then go educate their community. Just in, in addition to what Shelley pointed out, mm-hmm. um, PROP runs a nationally recognized certification program. And basically what we do is we train the county and municipal coordinators 
on how to carry out their specific responsibilities. Uh, for example, they cover everything from contracting to understanding recycling economics, markets, data management, grant applications, um, you know, education practices for when they are uh, trying to educate their residents, zero waste programs, special collection events. Um, so as you can see, there is quite a host of responsibilities that our folks are involved in. Uh, but basically PROP is in a support and resource role. Mm -hmm. And um, we provide specialized education for the county and municipal recycling coordinators. And okay. then the county and municipal uh, professionals in turn educate the community, so. Okay, that makes sense. So there's a lot of intricacies to recycling, it seems. For example, the different types of plastics, some of which are recyclable and some are not. Um, and additional challenges, the recyclability varies from location to location. So what should the residents of Pennsylvania know about recycling in Pennsylvania? The important thing that all residents know about recycling is it is, as you stated, particular to your local area, and they need to become educated on how to manage those materials in their area. One of the things that we work towards moving is moving towards more uniformity for recycling at work, home, and at play. And as we continue to grow the program, we expect that it'll become more uniform and make it easier. Also, the things that people need Pennsylvania residents need to know about recycling is that it's an integral part of our Pennsylvania economy and environmental protection. For example, with regards to the economy, there are in excess of 66,000 direct jobs associated with recycling in, in the Commonwealth. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. And it's pretty safe to say that you have a relative or you know somebody that works in a recycling industry. So that's very important. The amount of economic uh, gains that are contributed to the gross state product are in excess of $22 billion annually, which is very important for people to know. So they need to know that their recycling means business, it means jobs for their neighbors, their friends, and their relatives. Mm -hmm. From an environmental standpoint, they also need to know that you know, it helps fight the environmental challenges we're facing with regards to greenhouse gas emissions, reducing those, directly improving and impacting climate change. And importantly, it saves, you know, nearly 300 million BTUs of energy each year by using recycled content. Those are some of the important environmental factors that they need to know. And as they look to optimize their material, it's very important that they only recycle what's part of their program they clean and dry it before they put it in the bin. They also secure their bin at the curb. And, you know, by doing those things, making sure those, those items are free of food and liquids, you know, it, it creates a good product that'll be recycled and come back to them in the form of a new product. And so what you just described has to do with the optimal reuse of discarded items. That's sort of the optimal scenario then. Yeah, that's correct. Preparing it so you lessen the work amount of work needed to prepare it to go into a new product by removing those foods and liquids. You help the process along. And that's, I think, so important to know and to note um, just that little step of rinsing and cleaning out the items ahead of time that, that can help the process. I think that's so important for the public to know. So what do you see as the biggest challenges in the current recycling chain or services in PA and what can be done to improve those areas? One of the biggest challenges is people wanna recycle, 
the emergence of single stream recycling tech collection, which encourages people to put a bunch of things in the bin. So with that said, people don't think about what they put in the bin all the time. And then they many times increase the cost of recycling. The number of single stream facilities to process those materials that are collected single stream is limited. There might be 15 to 17 facilities in the Commonwealth and we need to continue to expand that infrastructure so as we strive to collect more, it works. And of course, as noted, plastics are a particular challenge because people want lighter packaging. Packaging is not being designed for recyclability. It's being designed to provide security from retail associations and to catch the eye of consumers. So one of the things that we need to do is start to look towards designing plastics you know, to be recycled. You know, mm -hmm. you don't need um, one million and one colors in your plastic. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need, you know, all these different shapes and sizes of plastic when when you're doing it. You don't necessarily, you most certainly don't need unnecessary packaging. So mm -hmm. I think as we move to get plastic under control, that will be a big plus. When you look at the other materials, they're, they're readily recyclable. There's certain challenges with glass, but you know, the thing to note about glass is we're not generating more than we were a couple of years ago. We're not generating less. We've kind of come to that equilibrium where once we master managing the amount of recycled glass we collect, we're there. Mm -hmm. So plastic is kind of a leading challenge, it sounds like. Yeah, plastic is a, is a huge challenge. Others would say glass, but the big thing with glass is that you collect it properly and manage it properly. And I would say overall with recyclables that we collect, treat them as a commodity, not a waste. You have to treat them very differently than you treat your trash. And mm -hmm. if everybody does that, we're headed in the right direction. Okay. So bringing it into the school space, how can educators, parents, and school leaders use your programs to teach uh, students the importance of recycling? And are there in-school initiatives that PROP works on for the PA public schools? Um, I will uh, start by answering that PROP is currently doing a school recycling study. Mm -hmm. And we've sent a survey to all public schools in Pennsylvania. And through that survey, we are gathering information on what recycling looks like right now in each school. Um, we know that there's gonna be model programs and we know that there will be uh, schools that need some help uh, but basically, by completing this survey, uh, that will help us get a better idea of what schools need. Um, you know, we'll, in the end, we'll recognize the model programs and reach out with assistance to those that, that need it. Um, but through that, we, our goal is to provide uh, best practices to the districts and the decision makers, uh, give them recommendations on how to manage the recyclables and organics, um, and, uh, you know, share the successes of those, of those schools. Um, as part of this initiative uh, in the classroom, we did conduct a poster and video contest uh, for the kids. So um, we're looking forward to seeing what some of those uh, uh, admissions look like. Uh, but more specific to your question, uh, county recycling coordinators, they have access to both, you know, great classroom training activities uh, that they themselves can come into the school and do a hands-on um, activity, you know, kind of kind of give the teacher a break for, for an hour and let somebody else come in and, and do a class. Um, you know, and there's also curriculum available um, mm -hmm. specific to recycling. So 
Um, as far as accessing that, uh, the first thing to do would be to uh, search for Pennsylvania County Recycling Coordinators and the uh, DEP webpage where all of those that contact information is listed uh, will come up. And at the same time, if you need help reaching out to your uh, coordinator or you know, getting connected to the right people, the prop office can help uh, get you there as well. Great. Now you mentioned the poster uh, contest. Can Let's hear a little bit more about that. It, Prop worked with, I understand, the PA Department of Environmental Protection earlier this year to sponsor a poster and a video contest for students. How did that go? How, how did that initiative go? So we did have a poster and video contest for the students. The poster contest was to demonstrate the environmental benefits of recycling and the video contest was for them to demonstrate which items can be recycled and how. Mm -hmm. um, we hope that students understand the benefits that they can gain from recycling, such as the environmental benefits and the economic benefits. Um, and we also hope that they learned how to recycle items properly. We did get a pretty decent quantity of the poster contest entries. And we got a few, I would say probably about anywhere between five and 10 of the video contest entries. Um, we are in the process of getting those available for our panel of judges to look at and make the selections on who the winners are. We have not done that yet, but they will be posted once, once we select the winners and then the winners will be notified as well. That's great. And Larry, the DEP, do they get involved in, um, you know, joint partnerships like this, uh, such as the contest, the uh, poster and video contest to sort of educate Pennsylvania's youth? Is there any other kind of initiatives that are in that space? We work with PROP and our partners, the county coordinators throughout the year to provide education. We have regional DEP coordinators in six DEP regions of the state. There's, there are three in Pittsburgh, two in the Philadelphia area, and one in the other regions of the, com of the Commonwealth. Those uh, DEP coordinators engage in recycling education activities through schools and organizations all the time. We also are working with our partners at the Recycling Market Center in Middletown, which is a statewide nonprofit that is geared towards developing markets and ensuring that Pennsylvania recycled content goes into Pennsylvania products when possible. Mm -hmm. We're looking to do some STEM education with them, you know, to make sure that the STEM students know about the careers available and opportunities that exist in the recycling and waste management fields. So that's another partner who we work with. I would say, Far and away, we've had a longstanding relationship with PROP for well in excess of 25 years. And you know, through that partnership, we're able to touch all the counties in one way or another. Great, so there's kind of a number of layers there. The, the career part kind of caught my attention. That's interesting. And how about PROP? Uh, are there other PROP in school initiatives or anything you wanna call attention to? I wouldn't say there's any other in-school initiatives that PROP does. However, PROP is the state recycling association where the county and municipal um, recycling professionals get their certification. So we just promote the education of our professionals so that they can go out and assist. Um, the In community. the communities. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Okay. 
What are some of the challenges that school leaders might face when trying to incorporate large-scale recycling programs in their schools? Are, are there any kind of challenges they should be looking at and looking at how to solve? Yes. First and foremost, they need to look at the contractual arrangements to manage their waste and recycling. They cannot depend on the waste hauler to provide them instantly the solution they want. Many times the waste hauler is connected to the waste disposal facility and their primary mission is to collect trash and do business. Mm -hmm. One thing the schools need to think about is, you know, how many bins do you have outside your school? Or when are they getting full? And by further and further implementing my recycling program, how can I reduce, you know, the amount of material that goes in there and the number of times those need to be dumped? That's, those might be seem overly simple, but many school administrators don't have experience or don't get into the nuts and bolts of negotiating those contracts. And there's savings to be had there. And there's also, you know, creating an understanding of recycling and the economic environmental benefits associated with it. You know, to follow up on that, one of the challenges that large schools have, and even some small ones, are training of the facility staff in making the change towards recycling more and how to properly manage that material. It's, it's not something you just start doing if you haven't been doing it. We talked earlier about how to prepare it. Well, when you're preparing it to be collected, you want to make sure you're not cross-contaminating. For example, you, schools generate large amounts of cardboard. You don't want to put the, the cardboard in with your other recyclables. You want to keep it separate. Cardboard has an inherent value and a pretty stable value and can be, can be managed locally. You know, the other thing that um, schools should do is look at their local businesses, their local recyclers, and see how they can be engaged and not just depend solely on the waste hauler. Because in fact, you know, depending on where you're located, how much you're generating, some of the local uh, recyclers will come and pick up your cardboard and pay you depending on how much you're generating hmm. and when you picked up. But if you don't get to that fundamental contracting and understand what you have, i.e. don't treat it as a waste, you could be out in the cold a little bit. Um, so with, with that, I would say, you know, on top of all that is establishing, you know, realistic metrics for the success of your program. The success of your program shouldn't be based on, you know, minimizing costs or a recycling rate. It should be based on how you better manage your materials, which if you do better manage them will result in cost savings. Mm -hmm. The amount of material that you divert from disposal, which is a, an environmental benefit that the school can take, you know, and you know, can calculate the greenhouse gas reductions and energy, individual energy savings that they've accounted for, and to have an accounting system of, you know, that tells them what they've collected with regards to the recycling program. I think those are, you know, some some key takeaways I would give to school districts who are implementing a program or who want to improve their existing program. That's great, great guidance. Thank you. Where can listeners get more informed, find answers to their questions? Is there any particular websites you'd want to direct folks to? There are a wealth of uh, resources out there. First and foremost, your county uh, 
coordinator, your municipal recycling coordinator, that, that should always be your first stop because they will know the resources in that exact location. In fact, you know, to Larry's point about working with the school districts, the county recycling coordinators can come out and do an assessment. Uh, so mm. that is, that's actually a free resource, um, you know, so, so make sure to, to uh, take advantage of that. And uh, listeners can find great resources on the Pennsylvania DEP website mm -hmm. under recycling and waste reduction. Uh, the Pennsylvania Recycling Market Center has mm -hmm. good information on markets and the economics of recycling. Um, in fact, there are many webinars and actually virtual conferences that are readily available now that folks don't have to, you know, pay for travel and airfare mm -hmm. and hotel mm -hmm. on top of that. So, you know, there might be a registration fee, but, um, you know, it's easily accessible. Uh, for example, the National Recycling Coalition um, would be a, a good place to go. Okay. Certainly the propcycles.org. Um, in fact, we have under our school recycling study menu, there is uh, an on-demand webinar that kind of gives an overview of uh, a couple points we've talked about here today. But Larry, I really like your, uh, your mindset of treat recyclable material like a commodity, not waste. That really is a you know, for me, I was like, oh, that's a great way to think about things because if you treat it like waste, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to do it right. And it is a commodity. So treat it like that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll be sure to include um, web links for our listeners, but thank you so much for all of this uh, good insight and guidance. Such an important topic for so many, so many reasons, recycling. So um, thanks all of you for joining us on this episode. Thanks Thank so you much. for having us. Thank you. Keystone Education Radio is a production of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. This episode is brought to you in part by Keystone Purchasing Group and Tremco Building and Roofing Maintenance. Visit our website at keyedradio.org for more information on today's discussion and past episodes. Subscribe, share, and follow us on social media so you can stay tuned to new topics and interviews. This is Annette Stevenson saying thank you for listening to Keystone Education Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Keystone Education Radio podcast are solely the views and opinions of our guests and do not reflect the views and opinions of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. Thank you.